0: Well, good morning. Uh, good morning and a very happy Christmas to you all. Uh, my name is Warren. I'm uh, one of the pastors. And I must say, you are all sounding beautiful on uh, this Christmas morning. It is one of the happy sounds of Christmas, isn't it? Uh, singing Christmas carols. But of course, there are many other sounds that we often associate with Christmas too. Uh, Here, let let me show you what I mean, okay, let's play a little game, shall we? It's it's Christmas morning, let's raise the Christmas spirit, let's play a little game together. I'll tell you what's going to happen, all right? I'm going to let you listen to 12 sounds uh, that we often associate with Christmas and you've got to tell me what each of them is, okay, is that clear? Is that that clear? Yeah. Yeah, you know what we're doing? Okay, here we go, all right. Now we'll start off with a couple of easy ones first, okay, here's the first one. Ho, ho ho ho! Merry Christmas! Get it? Okay, come on, Santa. Of course, it's Santa, and that very familiar belly laugh of his. Okay, very familiar sounding Christmas. Here's another very familiar sound for Christmas. Okay, you're listening. It is, of course, jingle bells or sleigh bells. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? Yes, good. Okay, they've been they're pretty easy ones. Okay, so let's uh, up the ante a little. Let's let's try something a little harder. Okay, here we go, ready? Wait for it. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. (laughs) And a happy new year. (laughs) Anybody? (laughs) Home Alone, Home Alone. Alone. One? Two. Home Alone, Alone. 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 two. Yes, a Christmas classic. Christmas classic, or at least in my home, it's a Christmas classic. I don't know about your home. Christmas classic, Home Alone 2. All right, uh, let's let's uh, let's try this one. You ready? It is? Yes, the glorious sound of Christmas buskers. we got to miss them for the next 12 months, aren't we? All right, now for this next one, for this next one, you've got to think uh, Christmas traditions. Okay, here we go. Anybody? What is it? What is it? Yes, the sound of kissing under the mistletoe. That's right. Well done, well done. All right, but can you get this one? Can you get this next one? Ready? You get it? Yeah, that's the sound of your family putting up the Christmas tree. Yeah. (laughs) Familiar? Familiar? Yeah, such a joyous time for families, isn't it? Christmas bringing families together. All right, now, for this next one, um, you're going to have to listen very carefully. All right, here we go. Are you ready for this one? Here we go. Do you hear it? Okay, here we go. I'll just play it again. Ready? Yeah, that, that, that's the sound of uh, Christmas snow falling. <laughs> or uh, here in Sydney, of course, the, the, it's the sound of uh, Christmas ash falling. Yeah? <laughs> All right. Let's try this another. One. We'll go back to an easy one. Ready? Sadly familiar, isn't it? Yes, that is the sound of Christmas overindulgence. Uh, sounds very familiar. It sounds uh, also very similar to uh, the sound of a uh, January gym membership. Yes. Okay. All right. This one's really easy. Okay. Here we go. What's that one? Yeah, that's your your loved ones opening the presents that you gave them. Uh, Always a happy time, isn't it? All right, what about this sound? Yeah, that's a Christmassy sound, isn't it? Yes, that's the sound of you emptying your purse in order to pay for those presents that your loved ones will be unwrapping this Christmas. All right, what about this next one? Yeah, that's the sound of you trying to find a car park in Westfields so that you can empty your purse to buy those presents that your loved ones will be unwrapping this Christmas. All right, what about this last one? Are you ready? Here we go. Bah, humbug. Did you get it? Who, 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 who's that? Who's that? Scrooge, Ebenezer, Scrooge. Also sounds a lot like uh, our senior pastor, Jeff Reed, each December as he tries to stuff his live Christmas tree into his car that he's been sent out by Carmelina to purchase, yes. Bah, humbug. That's, it. That's it, Carmelina? Yeah, just like that, just like that. Just like that <laughs> Looks like that too. <laughs> so there you go, 12 sounds that we often associate with Christmas, which is really interesting because the fact is, the fact is none of those sounds would actually have been heard that very first Christmas, 2,000 years ago, on the night that Jesus was born. In fact, for the shepherds out in their fields that night looking after their sheep, I'm I'm quite sure that it all started off as just another ordinary, rather silent night uh, with perhaps just the odd bleat from a restless sheep breaking the stillness. But then something very unusual happens. Uh, Suddenly, an angel appears before the shepherds. And no, 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 not the adorable, chubby, heart-playing kind of angel we often associate with, you know, children's nativity plays, you know, the ones with the the tinsel halos and the uh, pink, fluffy angel wings made out of coat hangers, you know, the the sort that you look at and go, oh, no, 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 in fact, quite the opposite. This angel that the shepherds see fills them with terror, yes, with terror. Interestingly, the only thing we're told about this angel's appearance is the fact that he shines with the glory of God. You see, he is an angel of the Lord, an angel who has come directly from the throne room of God with a message for these shepherds from God himself. You know, I reckon it's possible for us to hear this story so many times that we end up overlooking the wow factor of it all. But I mean, think about it. Think about it. how terrifying it must have been for these shepherds to be confronted with this unexpected messenger from heaven. You know, I still remember at school uh, a few years back now, I still remember on the odd occasion, uh, the shock of being unexpectedly summoned to the principal's office, not knowing why. And uh, that long, uh, dreadful walk, you know, from the classroom to his office, the whole way thinking, what does he want with me? What does he have to say to me? Well, here, the God of the universe, the creator of heaven and earth, has got something to say to these shepherds and they are understandably terrified. But then, the angel reassures them, uh, saying, in effect, don't worry guys, don't worry, Uh, I've actually come to give you good news, not bad. In fact, my news will thrill you and all God's people. Today, Your saviour has been born. God's promised king, the Messiah. And you'll find him, not in a royal palace, but lying in an animal feeding trough. That's right, you'll find him in a manger. Here, read with me. uh, Read with me from Luke chapter 2, verse 8, which you'll find on the inside of your service program. Uh, Luke chapter 2 from verse 8. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Wow, hey, what what a turn of events for these shepherds, receiving a birth announcement from God himself. Now, of course, the, the birth of every baby is good news, isn't it? But obviously, this announcement, it's something else. There's something extraordinary about this particular baby. The fact is, he is Israel's long-awaited Messiah. God's special king. The the one God's prophet Micah, long ago, said would be born in Bethlehem. The saviour who would rescue God's people and establish for them an eternal kingdom of blessing and peace under his rule. And now... He's here. He's here. Uh, After centuries of waiting, the moment's finally arrived. No wonder the angel calls this good news that will cause great joy. In fact, this this news is so amazing. Even the other angels in heaven are so overcome with joy by hearing it that, that, that they burst into praise. So it is that this one angel is suddenly joined by a great throng of angels praising God and glorifying him together for sending the Saviour, as well as praying that peace would now come to all God's people through him. That is, peace with God and peace with one another. Here, read with me from verse 13. Verse 13. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. Wow, can you imagine it? Can you imagine the uh, dumbstruck look on the shepherds' faces? You know, as they see this angelic choir lighting up the sky, and as they hear their song of praise to God. What a night, what a night this is turning out to be for these guys. But then as, as suddenly as they'd come, the angels disappear. And so what do you think the shepherds do now? What do you think they do? Well, of course, they curl up by their campfire and they calmly drift off to sleep. And the next day they carry on their lives as normal. Right? No, 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 no. of course they don't. Instead, they do the only reasonable thing they can. They race off to Bethlehem to look for this special baby. And there they find things, just as the angel has said. They find the newborn saviour lying in in his manger-turned bassinet. This king of kings lying in a feeding trough. And we can only imagine the conversation that took place between the shepherds and Mary and Joseph, but I reckon it must have been a pretty animated conversation as they compared notes. Each other's stories only confirming what they already know, that before them lies the King and Saviour of the world sent from God. And when the shepherds finally leave, their hearts are bursting with praise to God. And they, they can't help but share that the good news with anyone who will listen. The good news that the Saviour has come. Here, read with me these final verses from verse 15. Verse 15. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph. which were just as they'd been told. wow! what an incredible, incredible night for these shepherds. How could they ever be the same again? After coming to know that that God's King and Saviour has been born. But how puzzling it must have also been for the shepherds to see God allowing this all-important Messiah to be born into such humble circumstances. I mean, to see Jesus lying there in a manger. The fact is, I think we have a tendency to to kind of romanticise it all as our modern minds picture this scene. But the truth is, it would be a bit like us today hearing that, uh, that Kate and Wills were using a dog's kennel as a nursery but for the future king of England. I'm sure you'd agree, a manger, a manger is hardly the lofty, privileged surrounds into which most kings are born. In fact, the humility of it all is really quite striking, isn't it? Of course, what the shepherds could never have known at this time was the fact that this manger was simply a sign of things to come. Because not only would this king be born in humble circumstances, but he would also die in the humblest circumstances too. And by his death, he would provide the very salvation that God had promised. You see, friends, the Bible says that we are all sinners in need of saving. Every single one of us. Because we've all rebelled against God in the things that we've thought and said and done. We've all turned our back on our Heavenly Father and walked away from Him. Cutting ourselves off from His life-giving presence and putting ourselves on the highway to hell. But on the cross, Jesus willingly sacrificed himself for the sins of the world, for your sins and mine. Dying in our place, taking our judgment, facing hell on our behalf so that we would never have to. On the cross, Jesus restored our relationship with God, making a way for us to be reconciled to him. Three days later, God raised Jesus to life again, proving to all that his work of salvation was complete. And now, God promises a place in his family and in his kingdom to all who put their trust in Jesus as their king and Saviour. He promises a place in heaven with God forever. So now, friend, do you understand? Do you understand what the angel means when he says, today in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. Through this baby, people would go from being the, the condemned enemies of God to being his dearly loved children no wonder the angel calls it good news that will cause great joy for all the people this this is this is wonderful beautiful news isn't it? It is the sound of salvation see friends there on that first Christmas there were no ho ho hos or sleigh bells ringing no buskers in the street, nor, nor any of the other myriad of sounds we often associate with Christmas nowadays. Now, on that first Christmas, there was just one sound at the centre of it all. The sound of good news from heaven. The announcement that the Messiah had come. The sound of salvation. And it's this beautiful sound that has echoed down through the centuries to reach our ears here this morning. And yet, friends, the, the truth is there, there have been so many other sounds that have been added on to Christmas today. that, that, that This time of the year, well, it's, it's come to sound a, a little bit like this. It's come to sound a little bit like this. (laughs) Merry Christmas. And it's really become quite
1: difficult to hear God's good
0: news about all the other noise. It's become hard to hear the beautiful sound of salvation through it all. It's become hard to hear the beautiful sound of salvation through it all. And that is such a shame. It kind of reminds me of the sad story in the news a couple of years back of the man who was struck and killed while he was walking on train tracks. The train driver saw him off in the distance and he, he sounded his horn to warn the man to get out of the way. But the man just kept walking on, oblivious. The problem was... He had his headphones on, listening to music. He could not hear the one sound that he needed to, the one sound that would have saved his life. Well, friends, this Christmas, there's really only one sound that we need to hear it's the good news that Jesus has come to save us from our sin. That when we put our trust in Him, He rescues us from hell and offers us a place in His wonderful kingdom forever. So, friend, let me ask. Let me ask. Do you hear what I hear? To borrow from a modern Christmas carol, do you hear what I hear? Do you hear God's call to you this Christmas? I mean, do you really hear? Are you, are you really listening? You know, I'm not talking about the kind of listening that takes place when my dear wife, Beth, speaks to me uh, during a football game. You know, where I'm like, yes, dear. Okay, dear. Whatever you say, dear. Let's face it. I hear the words, but I'm not really listening. Friends, we have to be careful we don't do the same thing with God's message to us about Jesus. No, this is not the kind of news that you can truly hear and then do nothing about. You know, you can't hear it and then simply uh, curl up by the campfire and calmly drift off to sleep, so to speak carrying on with life tomorrow as though nothing at all has changed no because this is most definitely a life-changing message this is the kind of news that when you truly hear it you just have to do something about it it's news that compels you to put your trust in jesus to ask him for forgiveness And then to live the rest of your life with him as your king and saviour. It's the kind of news that if if, if you really get it, it fills you with a deep and lasting joy. The lasting joy of knowing for certain that that things are now right between you and God. The lasting joy of, of now having an unshakable hope, even amid the uncertainties of life. The kind of lasting joy that only comes to the one who has personally received God's gift of the Saviour. Friends, it's been 2,000 years since this good news first sounded from heaven. But you know, it remains the good news that we need to hear today. So, friend, let me encourage you to put your trust in Jesus as your personal saviour, as your own king today, this Christmas morning. Let me encourage you to take hold of the peace and blessing that's found in him alone. And then let me encourage you to add to the sounds of the season your own praise to God, and your own testimony of what he's done in your life. How does that sound to you? Let's pray. Dear God, we want to thank you so much for the good news from heaven that you you've sent your son Jesus into the world to save sinners like us. Thank you that Jesus died on the cross, in our place, facing the judgment we deserve. Dear God, we are sorry for our sin and ask that you would please forgive us. And as we now put our trust in Jesus and follow him, we ask that you'd please assure us of your love for us and of our place in your eternal kingdom. And Father, please, fill us with joy, with a joy that That lasts not just for a day or for a season, but for all the days of our lives. In our Saviour's name we pray. Amen.